The content of this podcast is personal opinion of the hosts and guests and is not to be taken, interpreted, or perceived as medical advice on the practice of medicine. Hi, welcome to the Aesthetic Podcast. I am your host, Aesthetic Ann, R-N-C-A-N-S. And I am your other host, Sarah. Welcome back. Hello. Today we have a really cool topic. I love this topic. It's it, the booty topic. It's the booty. You know, remember Booty and the Beast? Yes. <laughs> you couldn't say beauty when you were a toddler. and you I didn't your- want to say beauty. I wanted to say booty and the beast. Oh, you did not. You couldn't you couldn't pronounce beauty. It was like booty. Booty and the beast. <laughs> so you're talking about booty stuff. Yeah, not the beast. But we're talking about sometimes some of these booties can be beasts though. Mm-hmm. They can actually yeah, there's some big ones out there. So we're talking about non-surgical butt augmentations. Correct. And we have a specialist with us today, a special guest to talk all things booty. That's right. So introduce her to us. I will. Sounds like a great idea. Melissa Gibbons is an RN, BSN, and she actually is working on her FNP. That's Family Nurse Practitioner Degree. Ooh. Yes. She's been working on it for a while, working really hard. She's out of Houston and owns Skinscriptions by Melissa Gibbons. She's been in the aesthetic business for 20 years, and she's been a trainer for some of the different companies, um, aesthetic companies and device companies, for about 15 years. Currently, she is training with Mertz, and they make Xeomin, which is another neurotoxin, and they make Radius, which is a type of filler. And Radius happens to be used in the booty to make it bigger. So we're going to talk about that. Hi, Melissa. How are you doing? Hello, everyone. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for being on. I also failed to mention you are president of the Texas Aesthetic Nurse Coalition, TANC, that we are on the board together. I am. Woot, woot, for sure. <laughs> and I would also just like to point out that you are friends with Anne because about 90% of the time she's on the phone, it's with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I found in our personal time. So you guys are besties. You, uh, how, how, tell me how y'all met. So we actually met through the whole, I guess, issue with um, Texas Medical Board and 193 after 193.17. But I guess in 2000, was it 16 and 13? 2013. 13, yeah. Yeah, when they started um, the Texas Medical Board and. I, I don't know really at, at all, I guess I shall say, uh, just tries to change the, the nursing scope of practice just for aesthetics in Texas, which is really kind of crazy, but um, it's very discriminatory against uh, women, number one, and nursing as a profession and aesthetic nursing as a, as a third thing. So, you know, some of those things you just have to uh, stand up and, and, and fight against. And so we really, that's where we joined forces and, and started collaborating and joined the Texas Aesthetic Nurse Coalition because Women in aesthetics who are nurses do need someone that stands up and says, but you cannot carve out this part of nursing and not carve out any other part of nursing. If I can save your booty, no pun intended, in ICU, (laughs) then I should be legally allowed to do your Botox or give you a bigger booty. Can I get a hell yeah? (laughs) Hell yeah. 
<laughs> love it. Y'all are two peas in a pod. Yeah. Well, I always say on those nursing injector groups or like other Facebook groups or whatever, when this comes up, I'm like, yeah, you don't mess with Texas women. You're just not going to do it. True that. So today's topic, as I mentioned, is butt augmentation. And I want to give a little bit of history real quick. So butt augmentation kind of started out with more like implants. Y'all remember, um, gosh, what, 10, 12 years ago, there was the rumors that, you know, Kim Kardashian had butt implants done. Mm -hmm. Yes. So they... That's surgical. Right. That's surgical. We're not saying she had them. We're just, don't cease and desist us, Kim Kardashian (laughs) West. We're just saying that that was alleged and the allegations were that it was surgical implantations. Right. And I was literally about to say, I have no idea whether or not she had any kind of surgical implants, but I just remember that was like the big deal. Mm -hmm. And implants kind of went out of favor because they're not very comfortable. I mean, it's like sitting on two hard balloons, basically. They're just not comfortable. But the desire for big butts has not subsided yet. That has not gone away. And so then the next step was taking fat from other areas of your body and injecting it into the booty to make it bigger, which sounds like a great idea. And it has been pretty successful, um, but it is very difficult. And it became one of the most high-risk plastic surgery you know, elective plastic surgery is done because, um, well, it, it just had the ability to have a lot of complications, mostly because you've got your sciatic nerve going down there, going along that leg and, you know, into the gluteus. And I don't know the whole anatomy because I don't work on butts. But anyway, <laughs> so if there's a plastic surgeon that happens to be listening, forgive me. All I know is that a lot of plastic surgeons began having a lot of complications. And there's a condition called foot drop. And so some people, and and foot drop can last temporarily. It can be permanent. But basically it's like where you literally can't, you know, lift your foot. From like nerve damage? Yes. Yes. Yikes. Yes. So, and then sometimes they could, you know, that could happen from just putting too much in there. Mm -hmm. And and the pressure, uh, you know, can, can cause that to happen. So... Um, Brazilian butt lift is still really, really popular, but what's growing in popularity... Wait, is Brazilian butt lift fat injections? Yes. Okay. Yes. Sorry, what's growing in popularity? So what's growing in popularity is the non-surgical butt lift or, you know, booty shaping and all that kind of thing. And there's several different ways that it can be done. Okay. So let's talk about that. Missy's going to tell us some of those different ways. Yes. So Missy's the expert. And um, now I do know that... Some of the injectables that we use, one is Sculptra that's made by Galderma, and the other one is Radius made by Mertz, and she does use both of them. So, Missy, tell us a little bit about those two products, and is there one that you like better than the other? So, first of all, there's two different reasons people kind of do butt lifts, or actually three. The first would be um, to get rid of what we call the hip dip. So it's, it's a, an athletic build in the buttocks um, that seems to be undesirable in women because you're wearing, when you're wearing a dress that's contoured, they want that hourglass shape, which, you know, some of the movie stars have made um, very desirable. And so no longer twiggy as in we want, we want wide hips. And so uh, it gets rid of that hip dip. That's one reason people do kind of a want filler in their butts. Another reason 
that people might want filler in their butts if in that lateral edge of their of their booty if they want more of a bubble butt per se. Um, we can do that. We can use fillers to do um, to help with the gluteal sagging and contouring. And another thing we can use it for is just irre- like irregularities. So cellulite, stray, things like that. So stretch marks, um, dimples, and a lot of times just um, elasticity. Sometimes people think it's cellulite, but it's just elasticity. So we can use it to volumize, we can use it to shape, and we can use it to contour. That's pretty killer. <laughs> that sounds very interesting. And I've seen a lot of this on Instagram, but, and I, and I know that was a pun. I've seen a lot of it on Instagram, but did you get that? Got it. Uh, Okay. However, and I, I do get how this is done, but I haven't done it myself and I haven't gone to training. It's something I would like to do. So kind of explain to us how, this builds these areas over time. And like I said, which product line do you like using or do you use the different product lines for different purposes? It really just depends on the the patient. So it's not one of those things where you can say, I like to use X for lips because it's the same thing for booties. It's I like to use X for booties, this type of booty or Y for this type of booty or Z for this type of booty, depending on what we have going on. So I guess that's kind of the different categories we need to drop these, you know, this into. But if I had a patient in my office and let's just say she didn't have a butt and she wanted more of volume in her butt, then I would probably reach for either Sculptra or hyperdiluted Radius. And what that's going to do, they're both biostimulators, but they're going to build collagen over time. So we we put large volumes, like 50, 60 cc's in per butt cheek, in to give them more of a bubble pop or bubble booty or bubble butt. And then that goes down a little bit after the initial injection, depending on which one you do. Sculptra tends to go down more in volume. Radius tends to kind of maintain the volume. But it depends on how much volume we need, number one kind of how the skin presents itself, whether it's thinner skin or it's thicker skin, or if they have more stretch marks or they have, or they have laxity and dimpling. So we can really customize it and contour. And sometimes I'll layer the two products together. So it really depends on how much volume, where, what the tissue integrity looks like and where they need to lift. So that kind of tells me which products I'm going to use, what technique I'm going to use to get the lift that I want. And then is anything additionally done? So sometimes we'll build the area out first because it's kind of the raisin versus the grape, right? Mm-hmm. And then we'll come in and we'll fine tune or I call it, you know, the sandpaper. We'll come in and we'll kind of fill the divots if there's anything that um, needs to be fine tuned or smoothed out once we volumize. Some patients just come in and they think they have cellulite and they don't um, have cellulite. They just have laxity. And then that situation we would use uh, radius instead of sculptra to kind of help with the laxity in that area. Or if someone, you know, thinks they have cellulite, but they just have just not enough volume, then we would use Sculptra. And then there's a whole new thing, you know, out there that we're going to talk about later on that is just to address cellulite specifically. So there's a lot of, I guess, confusion when women look at their their legs or their butt as to what cellulite versus what the laxity, if that makes sense. And so during the consultation, oh, totally. there's a there's a way to tell what is what. And so, you know, we can educate the patient and go, you know, this is really not cellulite. And this is a test that we do. We literally do the physical test to show 
this is cellulite, this is laxity. And that kind of shows the patient why we're choosing to take course A, B, or C. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, totally. So so the big question is, do you have something, Sarah? You have this look and you're like leaning towards the microphone. I do have a question. I have a question about time. So if I were to go get my lips filled, it's, you know, usually like half a syringe, three-fourths of a syringe, 45 minutes in the office, and I have instant results. But what is the time commitment, I guess you could say, for you know, getting the butt that I want? Is it one treatment? Is it several treatments over several months? Kind of talk about what that looks like in having realistic expectations. You read my mind. That's what I was going to ask. Oh my gosh, we're so in sync. So both of them are are not going to be one treatment. It's multiple treatments depending on the patient's expectations. Obviously, when we're using any sort of biostimulator, it's, it's, you know, two to three sessions, sometimes even four. And that just depends on how what the patient's trying to accomplish. And so because we are building and stimulating that collagen, it's not just one session. Now, will you have results after that one session? Absolutely. But that's going to kind of go down a little bit. And so also you're going to have some bruising. So if a patient's trying to get a big butt because they're going, you know, to, I don't know, be with their girlfriends for a weekend, you know, that's not really kind of one of those things that we're going to, we're going to do because they're going to have some bruising um, that is involved with in any of these injections. So it's not a temporary thing. It's more of a long-term thing. But, I mean, can I get someone to look good in a bathing suit in four to six weeks or better than they look today? Absolutely I can. But will they look even better if they come back in two months and have another session and then another session to layer and stimulate that collagen? Absolutely. And then the results are going to last a little bit longer. So, you know, I think that the expectation is a little bit different different than lips because this is a biostimulator, and we don't do a biostimulator in the lips, per se. Time in office? About the same. It's about 45 minutes. We use a large cannula. You don't have a lot of feeling in the butt, so it's very comfortable. We do numbing at the sites of injection that we're going to be placing the cannula because we do not use a needle in the butt. Um, and there's just, I have some patients that literally want to take a nap. They just don't feel much of anything in the plane of tissue that we're putting the volume in. So now if we're doing cellulite dimples, it's a little bit more superficial. And depending on what we're using, it can be a little bit more intensive a treatment, but still 45 minutes to an hour, you're out of the office. Yeah. Awesome. We want to take a moment to say thank you to the sponsor of this episode, Schroeder Coverage. How much of your business is made up of aesthetic and cosmetic medical procedures? Technology and innovation often work faster than the laws governing them and protecting you. Traditional male practice insurance often does not extend to new and innovative procedures in the aesthetic industry, but don't wait until you have a problem to find that out. Endorsed by Cellular Medicine Association and the same insurance that Aesthetic Ann uses, Schroeder Coverage and their MediCoverage has a plan that covers all the procedures you perform. You know that your patients are in good hands. Make sure that your practice is in good hands as well. As a listener of this podcast, you can get special access to MediCoverage's plans tailored to the procedures you perform today so that you can keep innovating to bring your clients and patients the best experience tomorrow. Contact James Schroeder at Schroeder Coverage to schedule a personal consultation. James can be reached at 440-617-9010 or aestheticmalepracticeinsurance.com. All that info is in the description below. Thanks for sponsoring us. All right, so when people have this done, is it like in plastic surgery when they have, um, you know, when they have the fat injections, they can't sit on their butt for a while. They have to like have them, they have to be on their stomach and for like up in the weeks. air on a wedge for like several weeks. Um, and then usually they get around to a donut. So like what, what do they do with this? So I think that might, and I don't know because I'm not a plastic surgeon, but I think that's more to not damage the fat 
cells if they've been transferred and they're right. kind of in an altered yeah. state, right? So with filler, filler is not alive. So filler is just there as a holding place or a lattice work. And then over time, the gel carrier goes away and is resorbed in the body in about 90 days with, let's say, radius per se. And then about the time the gel carrier is, or the sodium carboxymethylcellulose gel is designed to go away, then your body then builds new collagen scaffolding around that. So they don't have to baby it per se. I mean, they can go on about their normal activities. Um, we wouldn't want them like getting in a hot tub or, or anything like that for the first couple of days just because of bruising and infection and, and things like that. But yeah. Um, we don't tell a person that they can't, um, you know, sit down or lay down or drive themselves home or anything like that. Not at all. Yeah. That's great. Cool. That's awesome. Pretty much no downtime. Yeah, pretty much. Except the bruising. So, but you can I mean, there's bruising. Yeah. I mean, that's bruise, man. They do. And I think it's as long as you set that patient expectation. I mean, I've had mine done twice. I adore it. I love it. I've only had Sculptra in my booty. Um, and I've had I was going to ask that. Tell us about your butt. <laughs> well, I have, I have the hip dip. So I have a hip dip and I, and I just don't have much of a projection in my booty. So, you know, we, we always want what we can't have. But anyway, so I've done it for the hip dip primarily and to give me just a little bit more of a, of a, of a, a bubble butt. Now my um, MA, I've done only radius on her. Actually, no, mine. We did radius and we've done Sculptra. Because we wanted to kind of see which one did better for skin integrity and really shockingly to me and to her as well. Cause we did a measure for both of us. And when, then we had our, our staff like look at results from both and which one they thought looked better And radius did better with hmm. skin integrity than Sculptra, which was actually kind of backwards as to what I had anticipated. Honestly. Yeah. That's not what I would have thought at all. Nope. And, and that's what they say. And, you know, we have all these studies from during surgery and all these things, but I just wanted to see like, you know, to treat those, that irregularities and that those, that just the skin integrity, what would it do? And, and actually even help some of the stretch marks. So I was shocked to see that radius did better and, and, and different, you know, layers. We're going to dilute more the deeper we are in the tissue and we're going to dilute less the closer we are to the surface of the skin because we want those calcium hydroxyl molecules to be closer together. And so, mm. you know, it's thicker on top and thinner on the bottom, which is also kind of backwards to what one would think as far as volume yeah, is concerned. But radius totally, does a really good job for skin integrity. I totally would have not thought that too. Because yeah, right? It's with, totally backwards. Yeah, because with radius in the face, we want to put it deep. And then if we're going to, you know, go a little bit more super, well, not superficial, but, you know, a different layer, a little up, kind of thin it out. So that's kind right. of right. So if we do like five to one ratio deeper for volume, and then the closer we get to that that you know epidermis or that middermal layer or that junction, we're we're doing like a one to two. So how does it not it's, cause it's that nodules? Opposite that you would think when you do that one to two in that dermis epidermal junction, how does it not cause nodules? Same same reason it doesn't cause it in the face. That's just it's, I mean you just don't get it, it's an injection technique. If you if you inject it into into balls and blebs you'll get balls and blebs mm -hmm. but if you inject it with a cannula and you inject it cross-hatched in the right plane of tissue and in in a straight line and you know not like say the lollipop or the dotted line then you get a nice smooth result I mean it, it just does a really nice job which was really opposite to what we thought going into it I thought oh you know I'm such a sculpture lover in the butt no one's gonna ever turn my brain around to think something differently especially dealing with something that's thicker right i was yeah. like how oh, is this gonna yeah. work exactly. but it actually was yeah it, 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 it's great 
That's cool. It's great. Okay, so let's talk pricing. What can we expect? Uh, you know, ballpark estimations. What are we looking at for wanting to go from like a two to a ten? But so it's about ten ten thousand bucks. I mean, it's it's expensive. There is you use ten syringes or fifteen syringes on your first session. Um, it's it's a lot of money. I would probably use let's say seven, eight vials of Sculptra, 10 to 15 syringes of radius on the first visit. And then depending on, you know, what the goal was, the second treatment, we would need maybe half of that. But all in, and this is a national average because, I mean, I talk to people in Miami, I talk to people in Ohio, I talk to people in California, because mm-hmm. we're all trying to get on the same page and playing field as, well, what do you charge something like this? Mm-hmm. In Houston, we have a large um, Colombian community, if you will, and and they love the booties, and so they'll pay the money for it. And I think the same thing is true in, in Miami. Mm-hmm. But they just really don't mind paying for that that lift. So it's going to cost about $10,000 overall. Mm-hmm. Usually on the first visit, it's about 6000 bucks, And that's at a really discounted rate if you know, like, the cost of fillers yeah. and what and you know, we're charged for fillers as a provider. Yeah. You're really just charging kind of treatment time in a room. Mm-hmm. You don't really charge per syringe like you do when you're using a syringe on the lips, because obviously if you did 15 syringes at 750 bucks, it would just be astronomically expensive. So it's more of a, you charge a, a rate for your, you know, and then you're really, the patient's getting the filler for pretty much cost. Wow. Um, but that's what they need. And it lasts a long time and everybody's happy. So it kind of, you know, I mean, I love my butt and everyone that does mm-hmm. their butt loves their butt. So. Right. The question is, does your husband love your butt? Well, it's funny because my husband saw a picture of my butt on Instagram and said, oh, my God, did you know I saw your ass all over Instagram today? He recognized my mole. (laughs) And I'm like, first of all, how did you know? You're a mole. I'm like, oh, my God. You know what? If he's looking at butts on Instagram, at least it's yours. I will airbrush the mole out next time. Sure. I'm trying to have legit medical photography and not alter the photo, but clearly I need to. That's too funny. Um, No, it's great. And it lasts a long time. It it lasts in, in myself about a year, year and a half. And then it's time, you know, obviously to be retreated. Oh, really? So, okay. So yeah, how does, it, it lasts a, once you get it in a good spot and I only had two treatments, I've never, you know, it's like the shoemaker that doesn't have any shoes or whatever. If I get two treatments in, like I'm a happy camper and it'll last about a year and a year and a half. And then I can always tell by how my butt looks in my bathing suit that, Oh God, it's time. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's so on time. those retreats, what, what are we looking at on cost? Because I would think that just like with regular, you know, filler in the face. It's always that initial treatment. People are totally deflated. You've got to kind of bring them back up to baseline. Is it the same with butts too? Pretty much the same. Yeah. I mean, it de- again, it depends on your goals, right? Some people want a half a syringe. Some people want one and a half syringes in their lips. But depending on what we're trying to do, if you're trying to build someone that's, you know, a size zero that doesn't have any pop in their butt and they really want a bubble butt, let's just say it's probably going to be about $7,000 first treatment. The second treatment, maybe three grand, depending on what kind of, you know, stimulation of, of collagen they get, how old they are, if they're a smoker, if they work out, if they're mm-hmm. hydrated. I mean, all these things come into play, you know, as far as, as how much of a collagen stimulation or biostimulation that they get. But it's about 10000 bucks, 12000 yeah. bucks at the end of the day for, you know, for your booty to look good, year and a half-ish. And how does that compare to... Brazilian butt lift, you know, fat injections and stuff, the cost and the 
length, you know, the duration of it? Well, that's that's kind of interesting question because I was a little surprised to find out, you know, I was thinking that these were going to be more along five to seven thousand dollars, but the again, you know, kind of the average. Um, I think a Brazilian butt lift is going to run with the surgery, the OR, the anesthesia, all that kind of thing, even post-care. It's going to run probably like somewhere between 10 and 15, depending on what part of the country you're in. Mm-hmm. So, And duration of that? Is that lifetime? Is that a few years? Well, and again, that's going to depend on age and and like skin quality and things like that. So it could be you know, 10 years, 15 years, it could be like four. It depends on like how, how the fat's harvested, if it's taken care of during the harvest process. Mm-hmm. Um, is it viable fat that they're using? Right. I mean, if they're just lipoing different pockets of fat that isn't, you know, that aren't good cells to begin with, 50% of those we know can potentially die out. So it's, it's more of like a, a toss up, I guess, but so no one really knows, I guess, how long those last. I think they're probably more semi-permanent than filler. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think just some people just either A, don't have, like, I don't know, and maybe I'm tooting my own horn, or maybe I need to gain 20 pounds and then go get a Brazilian butt lift. <laughs> I've thought about it, actually. <laughs> yeah, we have talked about that. <laughs> I have enough fat to harvest. Yeah, so some people don't. Thing. Like, what a I hard would have problem. To probably 15 pounds. <laughs> And here's the other thing. Oh, if you put on 15 pounds. No, but listen, if you put on 15 pounds, you have it transferred and then you lose weight. What happens? Right. That is true. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Well, and that that's the big problem with fat harvesting period, whether it's in your face or in your butt or whatever. The, they only, you know, they only used to get like about a 50%. And so they would have to overfill it by, by right under 50%. Now they're getting, you know, closer to like 66 to 70%, you know, take of that fat grafting. That's basically what it is. It's a fat graft. Um, So then again, they still have to overfill it in order to, you know, get the result that they want. And that was a big problem with the Brazilian butt lift and overfilling the butt and then creating basically like a compartment syndrome of the ass. (laughs) <laughs> to where, you know, you have so much pressure in there, it damages nerves. So, um, and just the time off work. I mean, yeah. I don't know, you know, as a mom, as a working mom, I'm not sure that I cannot sit down for two weeks. Oh God, no. Yeah. Okay. It sounds like a nightmare. I mean, have you, you know, that just doesn't, it really, is. how does that logically make sense? Oh, the patients that I've taken care of, I mean, they're only, you know, four or five hours out of out of surgery, and they're already just miserable as can be. It's like horrid. I would never do it. However, with the non-surgical, I mean, that seems what's great about it. You don't have this issue with overfilling. You have your, you know, you're putting in the filler. You know exactly the volume that you're wanting. Um, you can pretty much see what you're doing, and you can, you know, be conservative, and the patient can always come back. You don't have to, in order to get the right result or attempt to get the right result, you don't have to overdo it hoping that it sticks. You just you just do it until they come back and until they don't want anymore. So I think that's a, a great positive aspect. Quick, uh-huh. I'm looking at this website and it says avoid sitting or laying down on your back for two months. Two months? For the fat graft on to the butt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy cow. Use BBL sitting for the first two months. My back would be so messed up. For 
months one through three. Yeah, the compression garments for sure, too. Um, well, no, I mean... Biking, jogging, or running for six to eight weeks. Oh, wow. Okay, so tell us about the new cellulite treatment, Quo. It's spelled Q-W-O, right? But it's pronounced Quo. So, drumroll, it is the first and only FDA-approved injectable for moderate to severe cellulite in the buttocks of women. But in my practice, we're also using it in legs. Um, I don't know that the company can it wants me to say that, but I think we can you use medicines <laughs> off-label all the time. Cats out of the bag now. <laughs> so, um, what it does is it it we inject it. It's an injectable, and we inject it, and we first do a consultation because, like I was talking about earlier, is it cellulite or is it laxity? So I think first of all we have to establish what is it that we're dealing with, and if it is true cellulite, then we can inject the cellulite dimple with Quo, and what it does is it treats the the striae that holds down or tethers down and that causes that cellulite dimple. It destroys that, and so it pops, you know, it releases that that tissue to make it lay and look smoother. And so we um, inject it, and then we have to have them come back for a second treatment. But what it does, it's, you know, there, there are three things that kind of can cause cellulite dimples. Um, there's the skin that thins as we age, and then fat cells enlarge and push against that skin, and then there's fibrous bands or that septae that kind of pull and cause tension down through that fat layer. And so what we do is we inject it and it releases that, that those bands and it makes everything lay a lot smoother and look a lot nicer. And it's, it's pretty darn successful. The next question I know you're going to ask me is how long does it last? Is it permanent? Hell, I don't know. We don't know. Um, <laughs> it's that new. No, I, I was, when did it come out? I don't know. So we got it in our hands. God, and you're going to put me on the spot. I think Sorry. like it was the worst. It was really a bad time to launch because it was like July when people are already in their bathing suits and you do get a lot of bruising with Quo. And I hate to say bruising because when you're injecting into an area full of red blood cells, what's going to happen? It's going to bruise. Yeah. Um, or I don't even know that it would be called bruising at that point or it's just part of a treatment. But anyway, it was, it was a bad time to kind of launch it seasonally appropriate is in my opinion. But what it it, because it it does cause bruising for a few, I mean, up to three weeks I've seen bruising, but there's no pain after the injections. It just, you know, you get really bruised, and in about three weeks you start seeing results, and you need probably two, sometimes three treatments, and literally we charge by the dimple. Oh, you're kidding. Really? Yeah, yeah. What is it, we five cents a dimple. dimple, five bucks a dimple? What yeah, yeah, it? it depends, right? No, it dip, um, the more you have, the cheaper it is. Just kidding. No, there, you know, there's kind of industry standards as to what we charge, but I mean, it's not, it's not as much as a Brazilian vet lift might be, but I think that, you know, the results that we're getting, it's obvious. The results are awesome. We can, we start seeing them for sure in 10 weeks. Um, mm. it takes less, it's so fast. People are in and out of the office in 20 minutes. Oh yeah. That is fast. Cool. Now they say there's no downtime. Well, I just, there is bruising like bad bruising and so I always tell patients if you yeah. have somewhere to be in a month I'm not injecting you with quo especially if they're a Dr. Fitzpatrick because they're just going to be stuck with that dark hemocytrin staining oh so. uh, yeah yeah okay so kind of explain the difference because I'm sure some people are thinking well why wouldn't I just like go get kybella or deoxycholic acid or something that's a fat dissolver to do mesotherapy well, 
cellulite is not fat. Right. So that's the biggest difference is, you know, you can eat well, you can work out, you can have a great fitness routine, you can have overall, you know, wellness, but cellulite is, is not because you don't exercise enough or, or, you know, work out enough or eat the right things. The, the, the things, that, again, the three things that cause dimpling in the skin is that skin, the fat, and the fibrous bands. And those are typically um, genetic. Yeah. So, well, I was kind of, so my question is if you do dissolve some of the fat, wouldn't that take away some of the tension of the fibrous bands? Right. But then you're going to end up with laxity. So then you, then it's like, so you're replacing one ill with another, right? Okay. So now instead of, now instead of a dimple, I have laxity, which looks and presents exactly like a dimple, right? Yeah. So now if I'm going to take fat away, then I'm going to have to fill it back up with something, or now I have kind of this double edged sword. So instead of release, you know, instead of taking something away and then taking something away, we're just releasing what's causing the dimple in the mattress or whatever. Or I always think of like, I think they did a really good job on their, their ads when they had those, like those peckers from, I guess, a, a, pin, um, a button being pushed down a, a bunch of places <laughs> on the butt. Yeah. Right. And so it makes sense just to clip those buttons off and then, wow, she's a really nice, smooth, firm butt. So I think taking fat away, I would be more. Before we had Quo, we filled a lot of dimples, and we did it fairly well, I would say 80%. Mm -hmm. But what you can't do, and I think Selfina, you know, made a go at this too, and I didn't use Selfina, so I don't know, and I can't speak for them, so I'm not speaking for them. I think they tried to kind of, you know, they came up with the idea of if we snip that septae or those fibrous bands, then we release them, and this is just another way. And so we inject them, and we release them. So it's just, you know, we're instead of filling them because you can't really fill them, you can kind of sort of fill them and then we try to subsize them. I mean, and we've done it all right. I mean, a little bit more subsision will make it look a little bit more smooth, but they were always left with that little bit of dimpling on top. So this just allows us to fine tune. And I'm not saying that I wouldn't go back over it even and do, you know, radius as like a volumizer on top to help with that skin integrity. But, but Quo really, I mean, I took a gal. I saw last week, and I am going to plug myself because, I, but I haven't posted those pictures on my, do. Like, on my Instagram. Please do. Go for it, girl. Pay, my Instagram page yet, but we have a lot of butts on my Instagram page. Um, skin descriptions by Melissa Gibbons. However, the, we took a patient who's in her 70s, you guys. So that means oh, she's not wow. going to respond to a lot, a lot. Right? right. I would say you're 70, you're not going to you know, respond a lot to a lot. Yeah. We took her from 18 dimples. Her second treatment, we only treated eight dimples because 10 of those you could not even see. And and we're and we're we're rude in our assessments. I mean, we turned on the lights, we put on our cell phone, the light on your phone shining up, lights dimmed. I mean, it is like the dimple dungeon to see all the shadowing. <laughs> I love it. The dimple dungeon. I love it. We took her from 18 to literally eight. And there's like three of us, you know, butt level going, whoa, do you see anything else? Am I missing anything? And it was awesome. And she's like, no, I know it looks better. And I don't even stare at my own butt, but just passing myself in the mirror in the bathroom. I know it looks better. I'm like, who's that? You know, my bathroom. Oh, that's me. <laughs> so oh, that's she great. did excellent. So it's like, you know, if I can get a 70 year old to do well with it, then I know my 20 and 34 year olds, they're going to rock out with it. Oh yeah, totally. That is incredible. Well, Missy, thank you so much. I've kept you long enough for sure. And you, again, like always, you're just a wealth of information. 
I love talking to you. I could talk to you forever. Like Sarah said, we, <laughs> you. we need you to do. go on a trip soon or sometime for fun. Oh yeah. Our, yes. Our last trip was to tell everyone. Where were we? <laughs> we drank so much wine. We forgot. Wow. The buildup on that. Oh, wait. Uh, Cleveland. God, Cleveland. Cleveland. <laughs> I was going to say New Orleans. Cleveland. <laughs> no, we need to go to New Orleans. That would be awesome. All right, my dear. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I mean, just a wealth of information. I'm going to let Sarah wrap it up like she always does. Okay. Listen, people, here's the deal. If you've made it this far in the episode, listening to us talk about butts for 30 minutes, then I need you to leave us a five-star review and say, I was here for the butts. Let us know if you made it this far, but actually for real, leave us a review and uh, give us some feedback and tell us what you thought about this episode. Tell us what you think about butt injections in general, whether it's fat injections, filler injections, any kind of injections. How satisfied are you with your butt on a scale of one to 10? Let us know. And uh, make sure that you follow us on Instagram, AestheticAnnRN, and also Facebook, AestheticAnnRN. And Missy, go ahead and tell us one more time, what is your social media? Plug yourself. Skinscriptions by Melissa Gibbon. So y'all go follow Missy. She is amazing. Um, We're so grateful that she was a guest today. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye.